hello. Welcome back to another episode of Shit's Hard. I'm your host, Amber. And today we're going to be talking about your 20s. Um, this is something that's been on my mind lately. Probably will be for the next seven years because that's how long I'm in my 20s for. <laughs> um, so I'm only 23. Um, but we're going to get into like white collar jobs, you know, passion versus contentment type of stuff. And also uh, therapy because I went today and I'm really proud of myself for that. It's taken me probably like a year to finally go back and like get a new one. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into this like passion career type of like figuring out who the fuck you are fucking around in your 20s shit. Mm. Fuck. That was really hot. Okay. For you listening to the audio, I'm drinking tea today. Just burn the shit out of my mouth. Okay. All right, let's get into it. So, um, as far as your 20s go, I'm like, I don't want to give this episode like I'm giving advice because I want to be very clear. I'm in the thick of it. <laughs> like I'm in the thick of it right now is the predicament we're in. Um, but we're going to talk about like doing what's best for you, even when it's hard. Um, that can be a really, really difficult one, but I think it's so, so important to learn that lesson early. And I'm really proud of myself for being able to do that lately. Um, it applies in like so many areas of your life, but I feel like your twenties is like the time where like you have to start either making hard decisions or you like, I don't want to say take the easy route, but like kind of take the easy route, um, for fear of like the unknown, if that makes sense. Um, when I was having trouble with this, um, I don't want to talk about the breakup too much because I feel like every episode is starting to become about that. Um, but when I started going to therapy and I was like struggling with the breakup and all that, um, my therapist had talked to me about like, you know, it can be really comfortable to stay in a long relationship because, um, just because uh, you know what to expect, you know what to expect. And the unexpected is very, very scary. And if you leave him, you don't know what that's going to look like. It could be really good. It could be really bad. You could find something else even better. You could be really sad for a long time. Like you, you could find something different. It's like, you just don't know what that looks like. And that's the scariest part. But I feel like your twenties is all about like jumping in head first to things that are really scary and kind of seeing what'll come of it. Kind of knowing what's best for you. I mean, hell moving to fucking California was like a very scary thing very jumping into the unknown. Um, I didn't have a job here. None of my friends had a job here. We barely even had a fucking plan. We, um, yeah, we had an apartment. <laughs> That's like all we had when we drove here. None of us had any fucking plan or any idea. And that could have been really bad. Who knows? I could have been really sad out here. To be honest with you, I can't remember if we've talked about this one before, but I, before I moved to California, the summer previously, I was in San Diego for three months um, with my boyfriend and it was really bad. <laughs> it was really, really bad. It was good. Like it was fun. It was an experience. And I'm absolutely glad that I did it. Like, here's the thing about shit like that. You'll never regret doing it. And like, unless you really, really fuck your shit up, but like, I don't regret going, but like, I was only there for three months. I was working at an architecture firm. Everyone there was like over 50. Nobody there was my age. And you know, three months is not a long time. And I wasn't like in areas where I could socialize with people my age and my partner at the time, Corbin's schedule was like very opposite of mine. And so I was like, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert through and through. And I was not getting a lot of human interaction. I was not like meeting any friends in San Diego or anything like that. And I was really like sad. I was very, very sad and lonely. 
And I was very ready to come home. And so the next summer when I was moving out to Los Angeles, I was like, is the same thing going to happen again? Is this a really fucking bad idea? I don't know. I don't think it's a bad idea. Like, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, this is going to make me happy. But like, the truth is like, you never fucking know. (laughs) You really never fucking know. And I think if you have any like want or desire to like take a big fucking risk like that and just like move somewhere or switch jobs or change careers or like get a different degree or change majors or like any kind of like big decisions like that, you should definitely just do it because I feel like it's so important and nobody like acknowledges this as much. My parents certainly didn't. They don't have this way of thinking is like very little shit in your life is permanent. Like truly, (laughs) like very little. When I was moving to California and I was so anxious and stressed about moving to Los Angeles because of how it went in San Diego, I was talking to my therapist and I was like, what if I don't make any friends? What if I'm really sad? What if this is like the wrong move? And she was like, and she was, she was so good at her job. Cause one thing she had me do all the time, um, cause I obviously have anxiety and that's something that I work, that I work through all the time in therapy, um, is she would like, this sounds crazy, but like, she'd be like, let's play out the worst case scenario. Like you go to Los Angeles. What's the worst case scenario? What's the worst? Like, tell me, tell me what these fears are. What is this anxiety? What, what's going to happen? That's so bad. That's like causing you this much stress. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't like it. I'm like sad there. I'm lonely. I don't make any friends. I, I whatever. And she's like, okay. Um, she's like, what can you do if you go out there and that happens? Like what's, what's the next step after that? And I was like, I don't know. My life is over. Like it's ended. And she was like, you can just come home. Like, you can just, you can go back on these decisions. And like the same thing is true for like many, many things in your life. And this, in some scenarios might sound a little bit fucked up, but like, even like, even like relationships, every time you date someone, you're like running the risk of heartbreak. You know, you're running the risk of like this ending, you know? And it's like, but that's not a reason not to do it. You know, like same exact thing with like taking these risks, switching careers, you might switch careers and you might fucking hate the next one more than you like the last one. But I feel like it's so important to recognize that like the worst thing you can do is stand still. The worst thing you can do is stay stagnant, especially if you're unhappy. Um, I was like not happy in Ohio. I, I definitely was not satisfied there. And for me, I knew that I needed change. And so even if coming to LA was a really big mistake, I would have been like, at least I tried, you know, like if I would have came home and been like, all right, fuck, that was a bad idea. I lost a fuckload of money and I'm super unhappy. It it would have been better to have tried, you know, like I think a lot of times we think of things in a very like literal way. Like, oh, if I came out here and like spent, you know, a fuckload of money and like lost all my money and like came back home very literally, that's like not great, you know, like, like in a literal way, that's like not, not fantastic to like move across country, waste a bunch of time, waste money, whatever resources, that kind of thing. But we forget about the emotional aspect. And the emotional aspect is like equally as important as the very literal, if not more. Um, If you're unsatisfied mentally in a space, personally, like when I'm unsatisfied in a space, I think it's really, really important that I get the fuck out. (laughs) I, I really do think that. I think it's very, very important to remove myself from situations where I'm not happy because well, what the fuck's the point? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing with like, oh, okay, well, if I stayed in Ohio and I would have had money and had a job and probably could have bought a fucking house by next year. Genuinely, what would be the point? What would be the point in having like a house in Ohio if I'm unhappy? If I'm not like, if every single day I wake up and I fucking hate my job, like what's even the point? (laughs) Like, there's no point. There's no like, there's no flip side of like, 
like physical things that can outweigh the emotional things. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's no physical material goods and that kind of thing that can outweigh you being mentally miserable. I don't think personally. Um, quality of life is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, and that's something we talked about in therapy today, in my very first session. Um, also, if you're wondering, it went really well. It went really, really well. And um, I'm glad that I went. I'm glad I pushed myself to do the hard thing because um, that was like probably – two months I've been trying to push myself to actually fucking get in and shit. Um, so I'm glad I did and it went really well, but we were talking about quality of life and something that I've thought about many times before is like people who are like working their jobs just to get the paycheck at the end of the week. You know, you like hate your life Monday through Friday so that you can enjoy your life Saturday, Sunday versus like passionate people. And I don't know, I used to make fun of those kind of people, to be honest with you. Um, I used to be like, you know, if you're like working your job that you fucking hate, for 40 hours a week that's literally 40 hours every fucking week like what even is that yearly i don't even fucking know like so for me that's just like so much time where you're unhappy it's like the time that you're spending unhappy is not even outweighing the time that you are happy like let's say you work a job that you fucking hate but it pays really really well and so you're able to take your family on a really nice vacation once a year and you're able to like go on really nice dinners on the weekends um for me, it's like that wouldn't be worth it because the the like the literal time spent like working job that you hate is not even outweighing the literal time you get to spend enjoying your life. And I don't know, like I said, I used to make fun of people who live their lives that way. I know many people like that. Um, I've even had like I've even had like a really good conversation with my parents about that. My my dad was telling me about how when he was younger, he just like he just wanted to work his job so that he could go fuck around on the weekends. And as long as whatever he was doing for work could like pay for like his fucking backpacking trips with his fucking friends and he didn't give a fuck. And I think I like have a newfound respect for those kind of people because as long as they're actually content and happy, then I think it's fine. But like, I don't know. I just feel like if I have people like that close to me, it like gives me anxiety because I don't want them to like, you know, your environment impacts you. The people around you impact you. And I don't want them to like suck me in if that makes any sense. Like when I was working at that firm for even just a year, I was like, I'm, I'm so, so, so unhappy. I need to leave so bad. This isn't worth it. And I was making like pretty good money. I mean, I made enough in like one summer to literally move my ass across the country, <laughs> like and get to Los Angeles and like pay my first month's rent, pay my deposit and all that shit, which was very, very nice. And I'm like grateful for that job and the opportunity that it was able to pay for that, you know? Um, but it, it wouldn't have been <laughs> worth it to like stick around any longer. And I don't know. Right now, I'm a personal trainer. I make my own schedule. You know, obviously, my schedule is mostly built around my clients, but I I have the opportunity to, and I'm trying to, like, move all my clients to the morning. I'm a morning person. I would love to take all my clients in the mornings and be done by, like, freaking 2 p.m. or some shit. And have the rest of the day to do my thing. You know, all of my sessions are one-on-one. -on -one. It's a very personal situation. If something were to come up or if I wanted to go on a vacation, all I have to do is book them around it, let them know, you know, a respectful time in advance. You know, I don't have to ask for PTO off. Um, all that, all that kind of good stuff, which is so, so cool. And like, now that I, like, it's not that I work for myself because I work for, um, for a company, but still, like, my schedule is all mine. I get to decide. When I'm talking to my clients, I tell them, like, oh, no, I can't take you on Sunday. I'm not in the gym on Sundays. I can't take you Thursday. I don't work on Thursdays, whatever. And my quality of life is just insane compared to when I was at that 9 to 5. 
And I, and again, like I, I'm not shitting on anyone who's had a nine to five. If that's what makes you happy and you genuinely feel like you're content and maybe, and especially if you like the work, I feel like that's a different story. Um, because I do have friends who like, you know, I have friends who are nurses, friends who are in medical school and shit like that. And it's like, you know, obviously if that's your passion is medicine, you're kind of our subject to be in an office. And, um, if that's like really filling your cup and it's making you happy, then it's probably worth it. Like it's probably when you're there, it's probably worth it. But for me, when I was working a job that I wasn't super passionate about, and there's so much of your life is subject to these people, um, you know, your schedule, you know, you can't just take time off. You can't just go whatever. You only have so many sick days. It's like kind of crazy. Or it's like when you work for yourself, like I can, I can get sick whenever. And, and my clients are the most understanding people ever. And so obviously if I'm like, Hey, I'm sick, I cannot come in. I don't want to get you sick. It's like a very, like very human experience, if you will. Like, obviously, a capitalistic society comes with its own bullshit of, like, you know, like working under other people. You know, your promotions and the money that you make is subject to somebody else's decision. When you work for yourself, how much you make is more reliant on you and yourself. And, um, yeah, it just feels like a more human experience, I feel like. Like, I, my quality of life is insanely better that even I think I almost, which interestingly enough, because I'm a creature of habit and I talk about this in therapy too, about routines and how good they can be, especially for people with anxiety. Having routines is like my saving grace. <laughs> like my, the only thing that keeps me like from spiraling is like, you know, doing the same fucking thing every morning when I wake up, putting my keys in the same fucking place, like all that shit um, is amazing for me. But interestingly enough, I think that's what's really nice about my current job is that it's like semi-routine. You know, for the most part, I see my clients at the same time every week. Um, but obviously, it's very subject to change. You know, when you're at a 9 to 5, you're working. Like when I was at that firm, I was working 7.30 a.m. to, I think, 4.30 or 5.30 p.m. I can't even remember. Let's just say 7.30 to 5.30, I think it was. Um, 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m., Monday through fucking Thursday, every single week, Fridays were half days. Like that's the set schedule. That's where you'll be at that time. Like no ifs, ands, or buts, no changes. Like PTO needs to be asked for, sick days need to be asked for in order for like that to change. Whereas I kind of like the fluidity of my current situation. Yes, I do see my clients for the most part at the same time every week, but things come up and things change. And if they have an appointment, we can just reschedule it for another time. Or, you know, if they're on vacation for a week, then like, okay, cool. Then I get to get up an hour later <laughs> the next week or whatever. Um, or obviously like sometimes clients are coming and going. So I get a new client and that changes my schedule a little bit. And then I, you know, whatever, I lose one for a little bit. And um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of like that a little bit. Like I like the, it would be a little bit weird. I think if I took the exact same clients at the exact same time every week and like nobody changed anything for like months at a time, I think that would maybe drive me a little bit crazy. Interestingly enough, because that's like a good thing to have. Like consistency is a good thing to have as a personal trainer. Um, and of course, some of my clients are like very, very consistent and whatever. But, um, but I don't know. It's like, I enjoy how my every day, it looks different every day. You know what I mean? I take different clients on different days, you know, for whatever reason, I don't have a lot of evening clients booked on Tuesdays, which is kind of nice. I didn't really plan for that, but like, then I'm done by like freaking like noon on Tuesdays, which is nice. And then, you know, I'm usually there like later in the evenings. Everyone wants to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I noticed my Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are like really booked. Um, 
and so, yeah, like my days are different then. So it's just like, I don't know, it's different every day. Like, which is interestingly enough at the same time though, I get up mostly at the same time every day too. Cause I have my consistent morning people. Um, but yeah, I feel like I kind of enjoy that part of it, which is kind of interesting. But what I want to talk about is like, for me right now, working this job where I pretty much make my own schedule. I don't necessarily work for myself, but I do make my own schedule. And that alone just has improved my quality of life insanely. Just having that control makes me like calmer. You know what I mean? Just if anything comes up, um, like back in June, my grandpa had passed away. And so I needed to go home for the funeral. It was like fairly, it's just like a calm thing to know that I don't have to worry about telling anybody anything or getting permission from anyone or getting any kind of paperwork. You know, if I were to get sick again, like I just can cancel my, I just have to talk to my own clients and tell them what's going on, but I don't need to go through anybody else. And that is just like a very, like, it's like a stress relief, really. Um, I was talking to my therapist today and we were talking about like routines and whatever. And she was like, you know, how do you handle your anxiety? And my productivity anxiety from when I like, I'm always feeling like I'm like wasting time and not working on things and getting shit done. Um, and I was like, I have this note on my phone. I think I've talked to you guys about this before. I have a note on my phone. It's called shit I got to do today. And it's got bullet points at the top. So in the morning, it's kind of like a template in the morning. I'll go out and fill out all the bullet points of whatever I want to get done that day. And then I have like a time sheet at the bottom where it's like, it starts at like 6am goes to like midnight. For the most part, I fill out like you know, what time slot each thing is going to do. And I was explaining this to her and I was like, but I leave a lot of time. So I was like, all those bullet points that I put at the top, they could be give princess a bath. They could be make a TikTok, um, record an episode, um, do laundry, clean the bathroom, like whatever it may be. I was like, I put them in this calendar at the bottom that I wrote and they all get an hour. Like what I mean by that is like, if the task doesn't take an hour, I still give an hour. So like I'll put on this schedule, like all the details of the day. So I'll put gym. That takes me roughly an hour. And then under that, I'll put shower. Showering does not take me an hour. You know, maybe after that, I'd put dinner. Dinner usually doesn't take me an hour, maybe 45 minutes. And making a TikTok, an hour. Like every single thing I block out an hour for. And if it takes longer than an hour, I'll block, I'll block two hours for it. And I do that purposefully, even if it doesn't take an hour, to ensure that I can do everything relaxed. And I feel like that's the key. Like once I started doing that, I was like, oh, I've unlocked something here. Because for one, when I wake up, so this is like something that happens to me frequently. I'll wake up in the morning. And if I were to wake up on a day where I didn't have anywhere to be in the morning, let's say, um, so I didn't set an alarm and I wake up at like 10 a.m. God forbid I woke up at 11 a.m. Let's say I woke up at 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. My anxiety would be awful. I would have like a, I would like have like a squeezing sensation in my stomach and my, there'd be a knot and I'd be like, fuck, it's 11 a.m. Why didn't you get up two hours earlier? Why didn't you send an alarm? You could have got so much done by now, Amber. Like it's Saturday. Like it's just your day off. You could have gotten so much done. Literally, you could have fucking cleaned the bathroom by now. You could have walked princess. You could have done this. And I like, I'm not like, <laughs> not like shitting on myself, but I'm like really anxious about wasting time. So with this little template can usually calm my anxiety because I'm like, Amber, chill the fuck out. The three hours that you could have woken up are already gone for one, for two. Um, once I can see out the hours in the day, I'm like much less stressed about it because I'm like, oh, I can see I have more time than I thought, you know, like in my head, I'm always running out of time, running out of time, running out of time. It's like, how much, how much fucking time do you need to do all this shit, Amber? What time are you running out of? <laughs> Whereas when I have it written out, it's like, oh, wow, I actually have a lot more time than I thought. And so then I'll put everything in and then I can also go through my day pretty calmly and 
you know, I can like make breakfast and cooking is one of my passions in life. So that's something that I always block like an hour for, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just to give myself time to get in the kitchen and like relaxingly, like make whatever the fuck that I want, you know, cook up some chicken, cook up some rice, not look at the clock, not stress about it. Like my goal, at least for me, when I, it's not to just like eat and check off a box. Like I want to enjoy cooking. It's one of my, um, one of my things that fills my cup. And so I want to make sure that I have time to enjoy doing it, not just time to do it, time to enjoy doing it. And this has really improved my quality of life as well. Like this, like this little schedule and this little template has like saved me truly. Um, because again, I just like, I think a lot of times anxiety can like block us from seeing like the real literal picture. And I myself am a very logical person. So when my anxiety starts to like come up and like shake the fucking ground and is like, fuck, fuck, we're freaking out. My logical brain is usually my personal way to get rid of it. And so it's like, oh my God, time, time, we're running out of time. I got up late. It's like, oh, if I can logically look at the time of the day and be like, Amber, you literally have like nothing else to do today. And it's 11 a.m. Like you can easily do your laundry, walk the dog, do the dishes, cook a meal and relax all in the same day. <laughs> like you didn't need to get up two hours before to do that. Like chill the fuck out. And so, um, I don't know. That's my little, that's my little tip slash trick for you is like giving yourself time to do things in a chill manner and not like rush through it. But I, th- I think too, something I want to talk about is being in your twenties and like, like experiencing things. I feel like I've been experiencing this lately, especially um, since the breakup and like whatever, moving and all that shit. I think like your 20s is really a time to like experience stuff. And I was talking to my one friend about this the other day. She's 32. And she had mentioned that she had a friend who back when they were younger, she would like never hang out, never go out and drink, wasn't hanging out with friends, wouldn't spend money on like, you know, even just getting dinner with friends because she was on her grind. And she was like more worried about like career, career, career. Um, so much so to the point now where she was like, right now, this friend of mine makes like six figures and she's like chilling and she can do whatever the fuck she wants. But we were talking about this and I was like, do you think that was worth it? You know, you're 32. Like, tell me what you think. Like, she's like, she's like, oh, I was fucking around for sure in my twenties. And she was like, I don't regret it though. You know, like that's, this is time you'll never get back. And I think it's important to recognize your own priorities though. Again, like what's important to you. If it's important to you to hustle and make a bunch of money and give yourself freedom later, do that. Like do like all this shit is like custom to you. Like whatever is going to make you act like, but you have to be able to sit with yourself and ask yourself like what's actually going to make you happy. And it's hard to figure that out too. I think especially in your twenties, you have no fucking clue what's going to make you happy. But like right now, especially for me, I've been able to live in the present more. So I used to be very grind time, productivity, get shit done. And now I've been able to like live a little bit more in the present tense and spend a little bit more money than I ever would have before, but spend more quality time with my friends and do things that I definitely would not have necessarily done before and kind of make those memories because yeah, I'm never going to get this time back. I'm never going to be fucking 23 in Los Angeles again and single in Los Angeles again. You know what I mean? Like you have the rest of your life to fall in love and settle down and have kids and like chill out. You might as well right now, while I don't have any responsibilities and shit to do, like go experience shit, like do some fucking crazy shit go on trips with your friends and whatever. Um, and so, yeah, that's like a, that's like a conversation that we had. Cause I thought that was, she had an interesting perspective of, she was like, I'm, I'm glad like the way that I did it, I'm like happy. And I think as long as you can like look back and even if you can like put this frame of reference in your mind, like, Oh, 10 years from now, am I going to look back at this and be like annoyed at myself? Um, if you can try to have that viewpoint of like, 
oh, will I regret this? Probably not. Okay, then fucking fucking do it. You know what I mean? Like, I think for me, I probably won't regret anything I've done because I act purely off of like, not necessarily emotion, but like how I feel always. I'm always, I'm always acting on how I feel. If something is making me unhappy, I will ditch it. Doesn't matter the very literal things, the other things that follow because those can always be solved. But you can't make something make you happy. <laughs> you can't like you can't make a circumstance make you happy um, without changing something about it. And so yeah, I I feel like I doubt I've, I'll have very many regrets because I make I make decisions heavily based off of the way that things make me feel, people make me feel, circumstances make me feel, my job makes me feel, career, all that kind of stuff. And if something's making me unhappy, I have no issue um, realizing that something has to change. So. That's definitely some shit we're working on this week. It's going to be like trying to get organized on like what we want out of life. I know that sounds so much easier said than done. Um, but just kind of like thinking about that priority list of like what's important to me right now, what's going to be important to me in 10 years. I think it's really hard with social media. Um, something that stresses me out is when I see those like stocks, TikToks that are like, oh, like if you're 21, like and you put away $10 every month from whatever, like you'll have a million dollars by the time you're like, that stuff used to give me a lot of anxiety because I'm, I felt this fear of like running out of time. Like obviously right now it's like, oh cool. Like I have my youth. I'm 23. I'm like given this precious gift of my twenties and I get to like enjoy it. And like, there's just like no telling like what I'm going to be fucking doing next week. And like, this is crazy. This is fun. Who knows where I'm going to be in 10 years. Like I'm obsessed. Like how great is this? Um, but at the same time, it can come with a very big load of anxiety of, oh, like I'm running out of time. And this gift of my twenties is so precious. And you know, if you're 50, you know, you, you can't just go back to 21 and like start investing and start grinding. And, oh, I could have bought a house by this time if I would have done this. And so I felt a lot of stress from that in social media. Um, luckily I feel like I've been able to step away from that and recognize that like, that's not for everyone and whatever I'm doing with my life is fine. And I don't like need, it's like, I don't, it's like, there's no playbook here right? Like there's no right or wrong thing to be doing in your twenties. You should be doing whatever the fuck you want to be doing always in your twenties and in your thirties and forties and whatever the fuck. So it's like, I used to get a lot of stress of like, oh, I'm in my twenties. This is the time where I'm supposed to like be preparing and prepping and making sure that I'm set up for the future and saving money and buying a house and investing in fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. I don't want to do that. But if you want to do that, you should absolutely do that. Cause again, you should do whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want. And that's the lesson learned. So we're going to try to get organized, um, about like what our personal wants and needs are and try to recognize, like, are you taking steps right now to do that? You know, like maybe ask yourself, this will be, this is, this will be the shit I'm wondering this week is going to be, how would you rate your quality of life on a scale of one to 10 taking into account? like all, all aspects, you know, where are you living? What's your living situation? What's your career? How is your job? The time that you spend at your job? What are your hobbies? What are your passions in life? And, um, things that make you happy and fill your cup. And are you spending time doing them? And how would you rate your quality of life? Given all those factors, scale of one to 10, I would say for me back in 2022, when I was working at that firm and I was in Ohio, probably a 6.5. Um, I wouldn't say that I was like really, really, really depressed or anything, but I like, but certainly every day it was hard for me to get up in the morning and I did it anyways, but every day I drove an hour to work and I just was like, this drive to work sucks and there's nothing for me at work to be excited about. 
And then when I was at work, I was counting the clock. I was watching the clock like a hawk until 5.30 to leave. And I just knew that I didn't want to be there. It's like, And I'm serious. I'm dead fucking serious. Like, I don't know why my brain is this way, but it's like I have tunnel vision when that happens. And all I can see is I have to get out of here. I'm not happy here. I have to get out of here. Nothing else matters. Money doesn't matter. The situation doesn't matter. Circumstance doesn't matter. I have to get out of the situation because I'm so unhappy. And it's not, and and I want to emphasize, there's nothing wrong with this job. Like it just genuinely was not for me. Like the people there were super, super great and super nice. And that made it a little bit better. And the job was like fairly easy, at, at least for me. So that made it like not so bad. It was pretty mindless. And so I was like listening to podcasts all day at work, um, thinking about how I wanted to get out. <laughs> and so, um, I would say right now I'm at about, um, I'd say I'm at like a nine. I honestly would. Like every, for the most part out of every single day that I've lived at this job and in Los Angeles and whatever, it's like not hard for me to get up in the morning. I have, um, I'm I'm an extrovert. And so all of my clients, it's one-on-one. And so I get to like speak to someone one-on-one for an hour and hear about their life and their day and hopefully and contribute to them physically and enhance their life and make it better. Um, but I also get that connection. For me, that's that fills my cup. I need that. I need that one-on-one connection time. I, I When I get up in the morning and I look through my list of clients for the day, I get excited for, for who I get to see that day, um, especially for my ones that have been with me for a couple months now because we're in, a, we're in a system and we're in a role and, like, I know what they're up to. And I'm like, yes, you just went on that day with that guy. Tell me how it went. Like, I, I love it. Um, and – and yeah, so I, it's, I, I feel like when I was working at that firm, every single day I was like counting the hours. When do I get out? When do I get out? When do I get out? Right now with my job and my life and whatever, I'm like genuinely just living in the moment. I'm not like looking for what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? I'm like literally just chilling. I'm like just vibing, um, which is so nice and so underrated and very, very important, more important than money and security and all of that other shit, at least to me. But again, we're, we're figuring out what works for us this week. So let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what your quality of life is, what you'd rate it, scale one to 10. Or don't, you can give that to yourself, but just do it for yourself. Do it for me, but just say it to yourself and really sit with that and think about it. And if that number is a little bit low, lower than a five, I would say, um, let's start asking some questions. Let's start like seeing how we can fix that, looking at the circumstances and figuring out like where can we go from here and what changes can we can make to make that number um, a lot higher. Okay. (laughs) So, um, that's all I've got for you this week. Those are, those are the the shit I've been thinking about. Um, struggling in my twenties. Uh, this episode could probably have like 20 parts to it, but, um, that's what I've got. That's the shit we're working on this week. So if you want to hear more from me, you can go to my TikTok, my Instagram at Amber Meisner with two R's and I will see you on the next one because this shit is hard. 